Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to be. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jerry Clark. There's a star waiting in the sky. He'd like to come and meet us, but he thinks he'd blow our minds. Well, life imitates art. There's literally a star man in the sky now. And it's because Elon Musk put it there. Elon Musk Tesla Roadster that they launched into space last year to test the Falcon Heavy. Well, it completed a, a full orbit around the sun as of, I believe, yesterday. One of the coolest things I've seen, and it's kind of a theme for the show. And Welcome, Mr. Spotlow. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? And, I mean, I don't even know how to address you these days, Chairman. Dave! Dave! Or the Chairman. Chairman works. He got a sandwich, I, I answer to a lot of things, you know. Hey, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, Captain. But we just, I, I noticed you started sending me stuff the other day, <laughs> Dave. And <laughs> man, I like to get weird. I like, I just, I, you know, I just, I don't know, man. I like, so the, the, the thing about Elon Musk, like, ha- how do they make that thing orbit around the sun, man? I know it's like, nuts because you can't get like there has to be you know a, a like a outer range that you can even get something close enough to the sun. So it would have to go just like millions and millions of miles. There's a graphic here I got in front of me that it, it looks like it's it's a little wider. It overlaps, of course, with Earth's orbit because um, we launched it from Earth. Is it elliptical? Uh, no. Yeah, you know, Earth's orbit is elliptical. It's not, yeah. it's not round. It's a I little, mean, it's a, a bit, the diameter is a bit larger than Earth's orbit. If you throw something out there, I mean, it's going to start orbiting the op- like. I mean, I guess. Right? Because, I mean, there's pull but from everything. I, I mean, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how it works. Well, but then, like, how do they get things that shoot, like, beyond the, the, the galaxy or beyond the, the our little, our star system and go out into the Van Allen belt and all that? Well, I'm I mean, not a rocket scientist, Dave. Oh, you're you know, not? No. But Dang I, it! It looks like, looking at this graphic, it's a little bit smaller than the orbit of Mars, and it overlaps uh, Mars. And apparently, that's where this... Tesla Roadster with the Starman, this you know this yeah. dummy with a spacesuit. Essentially, last year in February 2018, they had a uh, they wanted to test the Falcon Heavy rocket, and Elon Musk, being Elon Musk, was like, "I'm not just going to put like a weight in space to see. I'm going to do something really cool." And it had like references to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, yeah. and it's just I love that <laughs> crap. We need more people like Mr. Elon Musk. I, I yeah, want, I, have a, I have a friend from high school that works for SpaceX, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I think worked on one of those rockets. I mean, it's just like, dude, you're a lot smarter than me. So we know where this came from. Like, right. we know why there's a convertible in space with a Starman. <laughs> Musk did it. So there are other things going on that we don't quite know about. Where to begin? I almost want to begin with something I haven't read yet. I was just told about. <laughs> <laughs> and no, it's not the spider aliens, Clabe. Southern wood. Well, I mean, no, it could be. It might be. No, I don't know much. What what's going on? Well, I mean, what does it say? It, it says that there's like they found a structure under the largest crater of the moon, right? 
Yeah, that is the headline. I mean, that is just bananas. Astronomers discover deep structure under moon's largest crater. So, you know, there are people that think that the moon is hollow. Mm -hmm. Because apparently when they're listening... And like uh, you know what all all those all these pock marks and stuff is from debris basically mm-hmm. that's hitting it, and when things hit it, it basically rings. It makes a noise. Hmm. Yeah, it rings like There's a, a certain bell. Resonance. Mm-hmm. And it has it has a tone. And that would only happen if it was hollow. Correct or partially hollow. Yeah. Or whatever. And I mean, you ever think about it? You only see one side of it. So I mean, people are always asking what's like there. You know, what's on the other side of it? Right. You know? Well, I mean, Pink Floyd made a whole album about Transformers, it, you man. Know? Well, and they're saying it's a large excess of mass under the moon's largest crater, the Aiken Basin, likely a relic from an ancient asteroid impact event, but perhaps something much stranger. There are also people who, so the, you know that the moon is basically like the perfect size for Earth, right? It's mm-hmm. like, there's a, what, what is it? It's like, it's one twentieth of the, it's like, or it's like a third of the sun and then it's a third closer and so, essentially, like, if it was any different, if the orbit was any different, if the size was any different, it work. And not only would it not work, but, like, we wouldn't have, uh, we wouldn't have eclipses, we would, you know, all that right. stuff. So, it's like, so there is a theory, because it's hollow, it's a theory that either somebody towed it here, oh. or that it is the spaceship that brought life here. Oh, uh, I'm reading further in this article, Moon Magma. And I mean, I just... <laughs> well, moon, <laughs> listen, liquid. man, my Moon Magma. You're going to love it. Liquid uh, Magma. Jay, Jay had a thing today on his facts that said that, uh, or maybe yesterday, that said that when the dinosaurs were around, that there was that there were volcanoes on the moon. Mm. Wow. Um, which is kind of nuts. Yeah, that's but, really nuts. But we are pretty sure that it was formed... When a deep space object, a large deep space object, possibly another planet, collided with Earth, right, and that's what for, and then but Earth's gravity like held the moon there, and then Earth kind of like I guess and it broke off and kind of went yeah. in orbit around the Earth itself, and uh, the moon, man, it's it's weird. Computer simulations, reading from this article, futurism.com, I like this website. Uh, Computer simulations suggest that the crater could have been created by an iron-nickel core asteroid that spread out into the upper mantle of the moon during impact, while the metal could remain suspended in the moon's mantle until the present day, rather than sinking to the moon's core. Hmm. Hmm. I I do though that there's a resonance that it makes a sound when things smack into it. Mm-hmm. I was watching. It's on Netflix, folks. It's called uh, the Black Hole Apocalypse. Ooh. It's a, a documentary from 2018 that Nova PBS put on. Ooh. Pretty high quality. Mm-hmm. And also, this is amazing because I've heard scientists talk about this. They have trouble putting on a good face to the general public. You you get people like Sagan, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, Lawrence Krauss has given it a go. Mm-hmm. A few names people know, but I can't even remember her name. It was late. I was I just don't remember it for whatever reason. <laughs> um, but they actually found like a hot female scientist, and she's the host of the show. So oh, okay. awesome! If I'm getting bored with some of your uh, your fancy science explanations, oh, there she is, guiding me along. But one, of, they open this up with the idea that when a a a black hole can send out these pulsars or send out sounds um, from right. two... Oh, that's what it is. Two black holes start to go and converge towards one another. And when those two black holes completely converge onto one another, they create so much energy, it jettisons it out, but it's in sound. 
And it's a unique sound that we can't hear, but this team um, put together a special sound. We can hear it. <laughs> you might not. You really got to hear it, man. Can, I, I can hear Jimmy. Can you hear? You're a little too young for that, but white men can't jump. They joke about it. <laughs> white, 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 white folks can't hear Jimi Hendrix. So, <laughs> I can hear him. I can hear him. So they start off this documentary by saying that the this is the sound of a black hole, and they actually play the sound they were able to pick up with this special telescope. Dude. And so it was a gravity wave is what it was. And so they were able to translate the gravity wave that swept over the Earth about a year or so ago. Yeah, okay, sound. I remember this. It is unreal. And just at this point, like, I don't want to hear the word settled science. Like, I get it. There's some basic things. Everybody's like, okay, that's how that works practically. But the, especially yeah, I mean, when we, we're... Th we think. Yeah, especially though when we're talking about, like, the cosmos... Along, you know, throw in quantum theory with that. We don't know Jack. We know a lot, but the more we know, the less we know. You know the thing about about sound. You know that like sta they say that static, like from your TV, like if you if you get it and it's on static, that that's ambient background noise from the Big Bang. Mm. Poltergeist. Right. Mm. It might as well be. Yeah. I mean, because you're basically saying. I mean, the, the two things are. I mean, it, it might as well be magic either way. You know, mm, stay or, out of your closet. Right. Now, another theory here, reading from this Especially article. If that little lady shows up. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> another theory is the mass Can under this. this, this <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to be so sad if she doesn't continue on. You know what's uh, sad? Right. Watching that movie and then finding out that little girl dies. Yeah. Like yeah, in reality. Does. Yeah. Hmm. You make me sad. I'm sorry. Bringing it up. Okay, just... I don't yeah. want to hear about little No, girls. not the little old lady. The little girl. No, that, it, <laughs> somehow that's not sad. Yeah, that's sad. worse. Yeah, that cares about the old lady. You screw the old lady. She done lived her life. No, that's another story we covered. <laughs> oh, good God. Oh, and by the way, just to throw in some political news, because we are a news talk station, mm -hmm. I told you this off-air, Dave, uh, that uh, Jill Biden today has said that some folks are just going to have to swallow a little bit and vote for Joe. Well, he's got that good moon magma, Joey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it makes me think of a donut with, like, filling. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. For, I mean, for some reason, I want to spit. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, well, that was kind of, you know, the whole, we were talking about, you know, doing this again, and I said, you know, let's talk about how weird space is, man, because, like, it's just endlessly fascinating to yeah, me. They think it, that they just have all this, you know, well, they think it might be a lunar magma, magma, ocean magma. solidification, or the process in which a once molten moon surface solidified over billions of years while forming dense oxides. Sure. Yeah. You know, and part of why I love this is I'll read these science articles and go, oh, that's cool, but I don't understand what that means at all. And I don't think hardly anybody understands. Like the story I covered last week, you sent me, Seth. And I think you saw this too, Dave, of... Uh, the supermassive black hole at the center of the Milky Way. Yeah. Got brighter all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Right. It flashed or whatever, right? Didn't yeah, they and say they that? say it'll like, it, there's a range that it'll flicker and become more radiant or whatnot, but this was like 10, 20 oh, yeah. times more than they had ever seen before. And, and they're like, what is this happening? And, it, it, mm -hmm. and they don't know what it means, man. <laughs> like, surprise, surprise. Uh, hey, man, like, chill out with the, uh, you know, with the black hole getting brighter there, buddy. Like, uh, what's coming through the black hole? Because you know the theory, too. That Okay, so they, there is, essentially, there's a black hole at the center of every galaxy. Right. Mm -hmm. And they think, there, or there's a theory, I guess, that says that through each black hole, 
there's an entire other universe. Right, right. Uh, well, in that documentary I watched last night, they did like a, here's what we think is if, imagine I'm in a spaceship that's advanced and I can approach a black hole. They went through like the time paradoxes. So if you say you put somebody out on a spacewalk and they send them flying towards the black hole, bye-bye. Uh, and it would look like they're barely moving at all. Right. And it would be like thousands, if not millions of years for them to get to the black hole. It looked like they would just be standing still. But from the person's perspective, it feel like you're moving normally. Yeah. Until you got to the event horizon and crossed it, then you would be stretched <laughs> as long as you could. Your body broken down into its molecular basic atoms. Like, And then, yeah, what's on the other side? And it's, that's where the multiverse theory comes from is... Maybe the black holes are kind of the secret of how the whole universe works in the first place. Gravity. The quantum theory, you know what I'm saying? You go through the black hole, you get to another dimension. Right. Because there's supposed to be an uncountable number of things going on at once. Everything's happening at once. Well, that's the thing. You you can't actually fathom infinity. No. Because it's not just like a a never-ending thing. It's like it it doesn't have a beginning. It doesn't have an end. It's, you know, I mean, we talked about Pi the other day on a... On our show, and Baron, yeah. was, Baron was saying something about like you know if you can if you can uh, recite pi like to over a hundred something you uh, something, and I was like, you know, well, a who would know if you were making it up, nah. and then b <laughs> uh, pi is infinite and non-repeating, mm-hmm. and so which means that the just just the number that it represents three point one four one five da 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 da. Literally everything that's ever happened and ever will happen is contained within pi. Have you seen the, the and movie? everything that could happen? Yeah, I have the uh, 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 the guy with the nose. Yeah, yeah, what's the what's the director's name? Um, oh man, I can't remember. Uh, you got to see this, dude. It's no, so it's good. a yeah, movie you, about pie. It's called seen, Pie. You, you've never seen mm. it? It's um nobody watches it's this di- crap. Uh, no, it's Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, the dude, oh okay. Yeah, oh man, yeah, it's, it's his first nuts. film. Man, it was and it's so about good. how and it's about how the uh, it's about how the 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 Hebrew. Um, What's the word? The Hebrew alphabet has a le- each letter has a number that it corresponds to, and, mm-hmm. and so pi essentially they think is the like is the number for God. Is God's right. name? So. Well, and it, what you just said it consumes Listen, everything man. that's happened and everything <laughs> that will happen on an infinite time scale. That's I mean remarkable, I mean, and they continue to find like I just saw a story the, earlier this week where. With new telescope technology, they found galaxies they'd never seen before, uh, which is just adding to the vastness of everything. Well, and the crazy thing is, is that they say that a lot of the stuff that you can see with your naked eye isn't necessarily just a star; it's an actual galaxy. Mm. So, like, even right. when you're looking at the sky, you might be looking at you know other galaxies. Well, and what baffles me are the people that actually solve these problems. Yeah, like how? Like, how do you figure out, uh, you know, they explained it pretty cool. Like, okay, when you're looking through a telescope, how do you figure out how far away that thing is? And they said, you know, like, hold your finger in front of your face and close one eye and open the other one. You know, alternate, like camera one, camera two, camera one, camera two. uh, And how your finger moves. So you just find, you take, essentially, you take a, a picture with the telescope at different positions using the sun as the center point. Yep. And so you can create a triangle and you measure the angle, you know how far the thing is away. Math, it's like man. Who came up with that? Numbers, baby. It's Numbers. Just crazy. What about the lady that uh that uh um that did the thing over the summer? You know, the the math teacher that uh the lady she, that did the thing over the summer. She made the equation that you could uh 
Uh, I mm-hmm. can't remember what it is. Hold on. Yeah. Look Wait, it up. what? I gotta look it up. Some some math teacher had uh, helped make this equation that I can't freaking remember. Hold on. Huh. Interesting. Let's Google her. For some reason, there's somebody who's called us. Though. What's up? You're on the air. Who's this? This Belosi Gambler. Hey, Dave said something I've been thinking for a long time. I, I don't think he hit the whole thing, though. When he said, how do we know they're not just making this up? They come up with all these theories and all this stuff. They get all this grant money. and, 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 and it, uh, How do we know these? It's just like us, okay? We could sit around and go, okay, well, let's talk about, I don't know, make up, say, black holes. And we'll all just agree there's something up there called a black hole because they, every, the rest of the world's just going to have to believe us because everybody right. else just looks in the sky. <laughs> you can't prove them right or wrong or anything else. It's and just a big conspiracy. It's a big exactly. ruse. Exactly. We yeah. say, well, we can, let's do something about the light or something, and and, 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 and that star is fading, and we can... Yeah. Show them, hey, look at that! There's, 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 there's another galaxy revolving around a galaxy, and, I, and you know, we show them, you know, on paper, and that's just, you know, I, there's no way to verify. It's what I'm saying. Well, well, I mean, they verify it against their, you know, they do the calculations, and that's how they verify. They verify it against their own math. Or and, and you understand the, ver- the the calculations? No, but I mean, how could I understand it? <laughs> well, I'm not, everybody's... I'm not, an, I, I'm not an astrophysicist. Yeah, everybody's got their specialty, and I think the one thing that debunks that is all these guys are just as competitive as anybody else. I know, and they want to prove could, one another wrong. It could, right. the, it could be a great scam. They make a lot of money to go up and <laughs> sit up. And Maybe that's why all those scientists were hanging out with Epstein. That's right. Yeah, somehow, I, you know, I, I didn't say anyway, it was a scam. Just I just, you know. I've been thinking for a long time that, that they can make up stuff. And we wouldn't know whether they're making it up or not. Oh, like that asteroid that's supposed to come hit us in, what, 22 years or whatever? Yeah, oh, the, oh the, uh, the the God of Chaos asteroid? Yeah, that's it. That's a great name for that's it. A, I mean, that's an amazing name, isn't it? Thanks, guys. Bye. And it's set, right? God of Chaos. No, it was... Adjus something. I don't know. Could be Tiamat, the old uh, Sumerian god of chaos. Mm. Yeah, see. I was thinking yeah. Egyptian. No, it is Egyptian. It's not set. It's something else. Um, Somehow most of them have one. I know. It's you interesting. Know? Archetypes are interesting like that. They really are. But with science in general, it, it's we take almost every expert on faith to a degree. Like I, If somebody comes up and says the earth is flat, and I'm like, no, it's not. It's round. It's a globe. And some people are like, prove it. I'm like, well, uh, give me a second. <laughs> like, I couldn't do it on the spot. I'll admit that. Yeah. I mean, something, something trigonometry. Right. <laughs> and and <laughs> ancient Greeks even, you know, thought yeah. about it all. Math, man. And like, yeah. It, but I, I find this whole, like, it's amazing the time scales in human history that the rediscovery of the Greek philosophy, like uh, Epicurus and Lucretius on the nature of things, like the people in the high Middle Ages discover this, and it sort of reinvigorates Christianity to discover ancient Greece. Mm -hmm. And out of that, this combination of Athens and Jerusalem, so to speak, you get these huge leaps forward in thinking, like with Isaac Newton, Leibowitz, and like it just has been going on and on, not just in science, but in yeah, even economics Galileo and everything else. Copernicus or whatever, you know, they're right. Like, you know, hey, I, I, I don't think that we, I don't think this thing moves around us. I think we move around it. Kill him! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Heresy. Heresy. Burn the witches, man. No, but it's, um, and back to Elon Musk that we started with. Have you seen his idea about Mars? Yes. 
He still wants to nuke Mars. Really? I say go for it. Why? Yeah. Why not? Because if something's on it, it's going to come out and get oh, pissed. Oh, you mean, oh no. He thinks he thinks that like somehow by nuking it, we can terraform it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, basically, it's. Like, I mean, I guess it's kind of like the the idea of uh, at the end of Total Recall, but with explosions. Yeah, um, nuke Mars refers to a continuous stream of very low fallout nuclear fusion explosions above the atmosphere to create artificial suns, much like our own sun. This would not cause Mars to become radioactive. It would just kind of invigorate the planet like the, a close sun energy source right on top of that it. That is nuts. If you have a nuke in the atmosphere of Earth in that, like a big EMP... Oh, if it... And if uh, it depending. Depending yeah, on yeah, depending I mean, how big well, the like they, I mean, Well, they also... But like the, the largest one that we ever blew up was, whoops, about two and a half times bigger than they thought it was going to be. No, oh, yeah. And right before they were like, they're like going to we set it. We might die. The, uh, <laughs> no, 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 not, not we might die. The planet. This might catch the atmosphere on fire. Right. And everybody could die. And it was like, there were three of them, and it was like, two of them were like, eh, but, you know, if we all die, at least the Russians don't have us. <laughs> and the guy that made it, the guy that actually made the bomb was like, dude, we can't do this. Like, if there's a chance that it burns, that the atmosphere catches on fire all around the globe and destroys human life, like, maybe we should not do this. And they're like, eh, yeah, why not? Let's try it. Well, yeah, and Oppenheimer started having a big yeah, second thought. It's, it's basically mm. like the end of Casino when they're all sitting there and they're debating if they're going to kill the dude that they had as the front man. The guy's like, I don't know. Why You know why would be? Ah, he's fine. He's a Marine. And the old guy goes, if it's me, why take a chance? Next scene, thump, thump, thump. <laughs> like, you know, these uh-huh. other two dudes were like, I don't think we should do this. And then this guy was like, eh, why not? I mean, there's a chance that it won't set the atmosphere on fire. Well, and since then, there have been so... Have you seen the bikini test, Seth? No, but I'd like to. It's where the U.S. Navy (laughs) was, like, trying to show how strong their ships were. And so, like, off the island of Bikini, they set off a nuke in the water. Mm -hmm. So you see this massive pillar of water just Ooh. it's like a a water mushroom cloud and then they flew planes through the mushroom cloud yeah really work. oh yeah and wow. then they're trying they thought oh we can uh, get the radiation off the boats by just spraying them water <laughs> no a lot of people got <laughs> ended up dying and the, the dudes in the uh the, the dudes that were in like the you know the quonset hut like that were on the atoll that were actually the guys like hitting the button to explode this thing they had calculated that they could be x number of miles away and they thought it was fine and then it was bigger than they thought it was going to be yes. and so like they're all sitting they're like, uh, they like watch this mushroom cloud glow and grow and grow. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're about to die. And uh, and they had like a view, you know, they had like, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm assuming it's kind of like this. They had a window out so they could see it. Mm-hmm. But they had to face the other way when it first went off. And uh, the guys, one of the guys said uh, he opened his eyes and everybody looked like an x-ray. Whoa! <laughs> can you imagine that? It's that it's is that bright. Flash from the blast can blind you, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Wow. Oh my speaking God. of that, before I left the house, I was watching Terminator. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and speaking of that, that movie messed me up when oh, I was a kid because I watched it when I was like seven. Oh. And uh, God, just even the like the 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 flash forward to like the to the apocalyptic Hold you know hellscape and the yeah. no not even that but like in the first one where like the where they're like the only kids that you see they're like eating the gruel in front of the TV and the TV's like there's no there's no screen in it and it's on fire and then like you know the 
like the, the they they're like the Terminators are stepping on skulls. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. do, do, do. Jesus. Well, and it, it, I'm now years. thinking of a movie, uh, Captain America: Civil War, and there's one scene where the the bot, the humanoid or whatever, Vision, who's got the Mind Stone installed in him. He said, ever since Mr. Stark came out as Iron Man, the number of uh, superhuman, celestial, whatever events has multiplied. Is it possible that strength welcomes strength? And it makes me think the more we, the Russians tested things, the more the United States tested things, the more we up our technology, are we now like welcoming something? Or will we learn something's been watching us for a while? Yeah. Hopefully. And, I mean, does that, well, does that freak you out? Are you hopeful for alien life, or do you not ever want to see them in your lifetime? I don't know. You know the, Let's get weird. Changes. You know, the, you, know the, you know the thing about that, right, where, like, they say, like, okay, but when in human history... Has it been good when, like, undiscovered people get discovered by other people? <laughs> True. <laughs> we all like, die. It's never been very good. Well, and yeah. Even when it's like, oh, good and well-intentioned, we're going to trade furs with them. Oh, sorry for the disease. My right. bad. Yeah, it probably wouldn't just, end well. You know, or they're like the cons and just show up over the hillside one day and just, like, you Kill know, everybody. run you down. No, and we're not that far away from chimps in terms of our DNA, and chimps will rip to pieces any foreign chimp mm-hmm. that gets near their perimeter. Well... And that's how we are, to a degree. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Just look man. at the immigration debate. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back, folks. Joey Clark. Joey Clark. When you climb to the top of the mountain, look out over the sea. Think about the place perhaps where a young man could be. Then you jump back down to the rooftops. Look out over the town. Think about all of the strange things circulating around. David Bowie. Which, by the way, there's a Bowie biopic coming out soon. Oh, yeah? There's like a first look, and it's not trying to cover his whole career, because that would be, what a beast of a movie that would be. No, it's only covering his time, I believe, in America, where he came up with the Ziggy Stardust persona. All right. Which is my favorite Bowie album. Yeah, which is objectively like the best Bowie. Oh, by far. It's an incredible, oh, you have to listen to that album. I listen, I mean, that I mean, I've played three songs from it tonight thus far. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, there's not a bad song on it. There are some that aren't like the greatest but in my opinion not a bad song on that album really cool stuff amazing stuff but uh, in 07 astronomers discovered a high energy radio signal emanating from far beyond our galaxy <coughs> and because it turned up for no obvious reason some academics began speculating that the signal could have been a message from an alien civilization. Because it repeats something, right? There's yes. A, yeah, there, there, yeah, there's like a pattern to it. Yes, so these are fast radio bursts. And when they started looking more into it, well, recently they've found eight new repeating fast radio bursts. 
and that could help us better understand the strange phenomenon because they could keep going back to the source going okay where is this coming from is it something like a black hole or is it an alien civilization i would rather want to know not where it came from but what it is saying before i'd figure out where it came from I watched Brightburn last night, mm -hmm. and it made me think of old Maori over here, okay? Because I know you don't like superhero movies. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, this is like if Superman was real in reality, because mm -hmm. he's like a 12-year-old kid, and he hits puberty, and then he gets all his little superpowers, and his little spaceship starts telling him to take the world. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Well, I see what you mean. Let's figure out what these signals are telling us or saying to us, like, you will be assimilated yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but what are we going to do? Like, nothing. Nothing. Well, and also, I, I think it's a canard. This It's a bunch of poppycock. Like, when Bill Clinton or somebody else comes out, like, we need aliens to help us unite as one race. It's like, no, no, I don't think that's what would happen. I think if true alien life all of a sudden shows up on the horizon like Thanos' spaceship, I don't think people come together in that moment. Dude, it would be like the Aztecs or whatever where, you know, we're just, people are like, uh, you know. Yeah, it would upset all sorts of belief systems. It would change everything we think we know. And I think it would just break down society real quick. You want to know who your real friends and family are in that moment because I, I don't think people... I don't know, stay in their everyday life at that point. No, I mean, think about just, I mean, th dude, think about how much havoc 9-11 has wrought on America. Yeah. I mean, just in terms of third and fourth and fifth and tenth order effects that nobody considered. Um, and so then just, um, and that is, and that's a, that's a plane flying into some buildings. And it was tragic, and I'm not trying to, you know, be anything but respectful of that, but I'm just saying, think about that event. That is going to be like Pearl Harbor was for our grandparents or whatever. Um, right. Know, people, everyone here probably remembers where they were and yeah. everything that they did and all that. So now imagine that we walked outside, <coughs> and there's a freaking spaceship out there. Ooh. I wouldn't, I don't even know how I would react. I don't either. I would probably just stand there and look at it. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. first thing I would do. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, how do you how do you deal with that? Uh, it's like, okay, we have to question everything. And I do love, and I guess, it, what is it, Ridley Scott has done the Alien movies mm -hmm. and the Prometheus. Yeah. I like that genre of, like, science fiction horror, especially the aspect of you're going to look for the deeper, like, meaning of life and secrets. And in the end, you find out you were just an accident. Did you watch, <laughs> like, it's, like, terrible. Right. And Prometheus was one thing, okay? The idea of that. Well, then they get a little past that, and there's Covenant. Yeah. And mm. the, the, a, the, the AI kills the whole planet. <laughs> kills the entire planet in the first five minutes. Well. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Well, who is that? What's that actor's name? He's been Magneto. He's been uh, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, that guy's intense as hell. And a very convincing, emotive robot. Yeah. Of all things. <laughs> David. Yeah. Yeah, David. Yeah, I like those movies that essentially go, oh, be careful what you wish for when you start going down certain rabbit holes. Because you might not like the answer. Exactly. You're gonna get what do you think killed. about What do you think about the theory that, like, they, they have, um, like... You remember? It was like twenty years ago that they that they said that they thought they had found some kind of, you know, spores or something on Mars or like mm -hmm. you know like some kind of fossils. And so, what do you think about the theory that a lot of this is just to prepare us for the eventual, like, you know, hey, there really are aliens reveal. So some people already know. 
Mm-hmm. And so this is just and they're like trying to say, okay, well, there's these. The all right, so we found these, like you know, we found evidence that there might have been life on Mars, and we found evidence that right. there are these millions of planets in this uh, in these Goldilocks zones, and that that you know, so there's there's probabilistically, right? Like if there's an infinite number of worlds, there has to be more people than us, or more beings than us, or more life than we are, you know. Um, and so, and that's something that that's come about in my lifetime. Right of the exoplanets and the Goldilocks zone and all that. I mean, that has that has come about in the last about twenty years, and so there's a lot. Of, there's a there's a there's a school of thought that says that they are just sort of bringing us along, so that when it eventually happens, we don't freak out as much. Yeah, we don't want like. I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't I surprise so. me. We don't. Yeah, want no, them. man, because you know, people in general cannot take that. No, I mean, a few people can. But like everybody in general, it'd be would probably like freak a out. planet full of macho mans hopped up. Randy Savage hopped up on opioids. Like freak out, freak out, freak out. Or a bunch of people jumping out of windows. Miss Elizabeth. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think there might be something to that because if you do find that out early, there's all sorts of secrets people don't want to tell the general population. It'd be too much to handle. Like, I mean, really, when Trump wanted to release uh, JFK Kennedy files, stuff, yeah. yeah, and they're like, no, Mr. President, you can't, <laughs> you can't do that. It's like, what the hell was in there? We're now well, several like, decades removed. I just read this book about uh, it was, it was about Manson. And it was supposed to be out for the 20th anniversary, or 30th anniversary in 1999. And it got released for the 50th anniversary because this guy kept going down rabbit holes. Hmm. And like near the end, he's like, and here's where we get to the part where like, if you're with me so far, here's where everybody starts jumping off because here's how it connects to the Kennedy assassination. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, whoa. And you can connect a lot of dots and who the hell knows. But I mean, it's I think a lot of this stuff is plausible in the sense that you're getting to an area of human knowledge that's just so fuzzy that even I think the smartest minds are like, okay, there's no way to clearly prove something in a deterministic way. Uh, at least, right. Well, and, I mean, the, like, the, so the, one of the weirdest things to me is is that what could somebody tell you that you'd be like, I just don't believe that. What right now? What is beyond? the frame of reference for belief like that because i mean if somebody told me that you know like if they just came on fox and they're like hey trump hit the button we're going to nuclear war with russia i'd be like <laughs> i believe that didn't see it coming yeah but I here mean, we are if they it, you know uh if they said that aliens were you know were, if they they, they they have conclusive proof that there are aliens and that they're going to come visit us in the next year uh i wouldn't really shock i mean i'd be like whoa what's it all mean i'd be worried about the safety of my family but like i don't know that i would be like that's not true be right. Like, no, I wouldn't react that way. I'm, um, I'm pretty if they, if, they, if, if, if they told you that, you know, that the smoking man from uh, from X-Files is the guy who killed Jeff Epstein, would it shock you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And that, that's what I'm saying. It, yeah. so it's just interesting that, like... The, the world is getting you know, weirder in that way. The world's getting a lot weirder. And you got to make it so you don't get shocked by any of this. Well, you have I, to be open-minded and prepared to take anything. Well, and I go back to uh, a David Bowie quote where he's talking about the internet. He's like, no, it's not like we got a brand new tool. It's like aliens life just landed here on earth and so i think the the new technology and ways of communicating is kind of it's made it to where almost every nothing shocks me anymore you just kind of roll with the punches and then if you stop looking to the stars and you start trying to delve into human history it's like maybe aliens have already been here have you ever seen that movie the box is that what it's called Mm -mm. it's from like the it's like from the late 90s no i think it's about a yeah but i mean like a decade old maybe or a little bit before that you push the button somebody dies yes Mm. cameron diaz is in it and uh 
What what does the guy he, he says that like uh you get a million dollars but somebody dies. But it's something about like the that technology would be such that it'd be indistinguishable from magic. And right. that's like the premise of this movie. And then like what is he he goes it's the dude that plays Gabriel on the Americans and he's like, you know, a total creep and he uh he what is it? he's like uh says something about I used to research the stars or now I use like something now I now I work for the people who made the stars <laughs> I, I, I don't know man like I woke up thinking about that line like several times like man that was kind of weird well and then I fall back into this idea that order what looks like order what looks like this intricate plan like you were talking about the moon how it's a the exactly right shape to make this planet work and to like it, it reminds me of an idea of spontaneous order that when things work out that way they find an order that all these different forces working against one another find an order and so it looks very much like hey somebody created this and it could be but uh you know the old deist argument is if an aborigine is walking on the beach and finds like a stopwatch you're like okay somebody i don't know what it is but somebody clearly made it right and so there are certain things i wonder what would make somebody go kind of like the the mass under the biggest crater on the moon what makes somebody go okay that wasn't an asteroid that wasn't a natural event this is something we really cannot explain and it looks created i've been looking for that sort of discovery i think that would be and that's where history so fascinating we still don't really understand what the sphinx is and right. what the pyramids are and right we think we do and glebecky right. tepe and all these weird parallel ideas and cultures that never touched well, one uh, another that yeah, we know uh baron always talks about the the soil in the amazon uh that it has a name it, there's a name for it um but basically, it's like it, it, it's essentially that the that the like the theory goes that the Amazon was planted, mm. and that this type this soil mm. uh, basically is like their way of you know making things grow. It's like this. Wow, I'm sure. He, hopefully, he's texting me. But uh, he texts us about infinity. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I gotta wrap my head around that. But it, yeah, but it's it's basically like this 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 rich black soil that it, it's almost like. Um, it's almost like they composted and, and made the soil for the Amazon. And then recently, somebody went over that with LIDAR, and they discovered like 10,000 new monuments that nobody saw. I mean, just... What is LIDAR? Uh, this, uh, it's like some, some, some something kind of like radar, oh, but like it's, it's, it's light, and they can like they can see it, like reflects back different things. And they found like stone... Uh, Stone structures, like you know, buried way deep in the jungle, where they didn't think that anybody even lived. Wow. Well, and we just have to keep in mind we've only been doing this sort of thing. It, you can maybe put it's the same thing as the Great Enrichment and Prosperity Day, two hundred years from eighteen hundred till now. It's like when the science is really being brought to bear. But what well, a person only lives eighty, ninety years yeah. these days, if that. And so, like, we've just begun. And I think some of the like the talk from Silicon Valley of like the singularities, I think it's, that's hubris. I got a feeling that things are going to get much weirder than anybody. The smart folks who made a lot of money out in California are thinking. Yeah, I mean it's it's funny too because like every time that I think about the singularity, uh, every time that I if I leave my house and my Wi-Fi is on and I get too far, but it still has a little bit of a signal, You're right? And I try to pull something up on Spotify. And then I plug it into my like, so then I like I plug it in and mine has the thing where it goes through via the not the aux cord but via an Apple connect you know a lightning a, a, cord, yeah, yeah USB to li- lightning to USB 
if I put if I put it in there at the wrong time, it's not quite connected to the internet. I'm not quite on data. It plays the default first song that's stored in my iTunes. Do you want to hook your brain up to that stupid computer? <laughs> they can't even tell the damn difference. Right. And I, I will recommend, I mentioned earlier this week, there's a book came out last year. I need to read it, but I've, I've watched interviews with the guy, George Gilder. He has a book out called Life After Google. Mm-hmm. He came out with a book in the late 80s, I believe, called Life After Television. And he essentially... He missed some of the pessimistic side, but he called the internet and smartphones. Like, he described them to a T before it even happened. So, he's pretty good at calling these things. Um, Free market economist, uh, also a futurist. And he's essentially saying because of blockchain technology, big data's day, having these data centers and centralized servers run by a single company, that's not going to last too much longer. We'll be able to distribute information in multiple devices across multiple networks instead of one company running it, which I actually think is more secure. Yeah. But I I think it also, he he essentially criticizes Google, stop giving things away for free. You're giving away your feedback mechanism to know how, what you just described. Right. Like, so many of these things are, they're giving it away, and I think it, again, is this hubris of, oh, we've solved all the problems. He actually cites... Like the early 20th century when scientists are first bringing to bear mathematicians of their computer ideas. Right. And one guy comes along and I think Kobol's his last name and says, no, you're not going to be solving everything because not every problem is deterministic. To tell a computer program what to do, you always have to give it some command outside of its uh-huh. program. So you're never you're always interfering with the system. And so it kind of made all these scientists thought, oh, we're about to solve all the world's problems and calculate every problem just using hard data and math. Nope, you're wrong. You're yeah. always going to be affecting that system. And I tend to think they're making the same logical fallacy. It's something in principle that they think if we just collect enough information, have AI running through this information, we'll solve all sorts of problems for people. And you might right. solve practical ones, but not all the problems. Yeah, and the other thing is, though, is that, that like, you know, I mean, I always talk about you know the the algorithm uh my tastes are so varied that the <laughs> algorithm always gets it wrong like I, I wish that netflix had a great algorithm i wish that facebook had a re- i wish that spotify had one because then it would surface things that i don't know about that i'd be interested in right. but then like i'll go <laughs> I, i'll get through binging a show on netflix and i'll be like all right what am i going to watch next and be like 93 percent match like nope no nope 91 percent no interest no interest no interest no interest <laughs> right. like literally like and how many times have i how many times have i paused on this thing they should have a thing where like if i pause on it and i re and it's like long enough to read the dang description and then i don't watch it maybe they should just take it away exactly right. well and essentially the algorithms are still pretty dumb yeah it works well, again, for most people but it don't work for weirdos Right. You know, and we weird, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, it's very rare a targeted ad works on me. Occasionally, it'll, the ones that work are the novelty stuff. Right. Like, oh, that's kind of a cool phone charger right. to put it in had, your well, car. Or, because that's like, it's, it's sort of like what I tell people the key to gift giving is. The key to gift giving is knowing enough about somebody to know something that they need that they wouldn't know about or buy themselves. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, and that's what I want this algorithm to do. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it's never going to. I was promised a perfect future. <laughs> but when you live in left field, it, it just doesn't work. I know, right? But you reacting to this, talking about these algorithms, is exactly George Gilder's point. He said, no matter how much data you can crunch all these products, process, you will not. We have yet to even get close to comparing to the human mind. Correct. And how variable it can become, how innovative it can be, how creative it can be. When you put the right pressures on, then all of a sudden an idea pops up. 
and you never saw it coming before. Mm-hmm. And the idea that these things happen in waves. So, like, you know, when... I I'm a big believer in that. Yeah, Matt Ridley's work is brilliant on this, where Edison comes up with the light bulb, but if he hadn't to come up with it, 21 other scientists, independent of one another, all around the world, created the light bulb technology at yep. the same time. Mm-hmm. So that it's like, and when an idea's day has come, it's day has come, it's just more like, who's Who going to be first? the individual to first plug into that idea? That's exactly right. And I, I love stuff like that. It's why I love the idea that okay, everything's figured out. We're so doomed by big tech. And yes, there should be pessimism to a degree. Life isn't always sunshine and lollipops. It could be the aliens are here to kill us. But let's not say we've figured everything out because we obviously haven't. We've only been out this for a century, a little more. Well, and pretty much, you know, like like Seth was saying, you just got to be open-minded because, like, I mean... Things come along and they change the paradigm, and you go, "Well, you know, we thought that this was correct, but you know, we were wrong." But it's not, mm-hmm. you know. I always like the, the the quantum theory thing is that like if you have a dish in front of you with a cover on it, everything is under that that could possibly be there until you open and look at it. Well, like Schrodinger's like Schrodinger's cat, right? Right. Yeah. The cat's man. either the cat's either dead or alive, depending on if you've opened the drawer or not. Yeah. It's nuts. <laughs> it's crazy, but when you wrap your mind around that, well, it totally makes everything open. But it's interesting when that infiltrates other systems, like you know, other systems. Like if you think about baseball, like baseball is a is an inherently conservative, uh, you know, uh, uh, industry or whatever. Political consulting inherently conservative because if you do things outside the box and it doesn't work, everybody says you're a moron. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you right. do things that do work, you're a genius. If it worked before, it'll work again. Right. So if you're Billy Bean and you say, you know, oh, wait, a walk is as good as a single. Let's just get guys that get on base more and that are fast and can steal and whatever. Then people look at you like you're an idiot until you start winning. And so it's just interesting to me about, you know, uh, Look at uh, look at the Egypt stuff that Graham Hancock talks about. Right, and like they're they're not even allowed to talk to him, you know, certain scientists because it's just too crazy. But then like stuff just keeps getting older, right? And you know, go back to Tepe, you know, it's well, just. And I think we're actually on the cusp of uh, Thomas Kuhn's uh, what is it, the history of like scientific knowledge, something like that. He talks about the paradigm shifts. He's kind of that scientific philosopher brought this up, and he says what happens is a paradigm will work for a while. Then it'll start to break down, and enough people will realize they won't just keep going with what worked before. They'll realize this isn't actually giving us the full answer. That's when the real innovation and creative thinking starts, and that's when you get a new paradigm eventually. And so, you know, the simple example is Newton, Newtonian physics, and all of a sudden Einstein comes around. And people realize, okay, Newtonian physics is pretty good for stuff right in front of us. Uh Um, We can even send rockets to space with it, but... Uh, it doesn't quite explain all the phenomena we're seeing, so people realize there's a big question mark. Now we got to solve it. I just watched a, a, a long interview video. That's ha- what's happening with the theory of evolution. Uh-huh. They're like Darwin explained really good how different speciation happens, how different species come about, adapting to their environment, these sorts of things. But the origins of life, as well as things like the Cambrian explosion, they're, just, and, they're, they're still just completely complete mysteries. And so it just leaves more to be. It's an opportunity. It, it shouldn't, I think, it should lead be. to despair it should be like this is like we're just we've only just begun but then to mm-hmm. get but to get funding 
you have to, you know, from the government, you have to write your grants the certain way. You have to talk about certain right. things, and you can't, you know, you can't say certain things. You got to lie. Yeah, you know, yeah, you can't say that, you, you can't say that you're going to test that the Sphinx is, you know, fifteen thousand or twenty thousand years old. And that's why we shouldn't put too much faith in the authorities, whether government authorities or any like uh, a content, like a scientific authority, too much stock in them because they can retard, using that word correctly, retard progress. Correct. It, you keep. The crazy out like Graham Hancock. I love his stuff, but so do I. We're out of time. Even if it's not, even if it's a hundred percent wrong, it's still just fascinating to talk about. Exactly. Well, thank you guys for doing. Yeah, man, it was awesome. We only scratched the surface. I know. Be back tomorrow.